Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Don? What's up, Philly? How are we? Doing good. What's going on, Rich? You no, know, man, it's just another another great another great day to feel uh, 4-0, bud. Another great day to feel 4-0. Things oh, are looking up, Rich. <sighs> Hassan Reddick, what is he, Defensive Player of the Week? It's the third consecutive week that we've had an Eagles player be Player of the Week. Jalen Hurts, Player of the Month. It just feels good. It does. It does it just, feel good. It just feels fucking right. And I think that's the uh, the best part of it. It just feels good to be an Eagles fan right now. I mean, what a game on Sunday. We'll, we'll talk about that when Joe pops on. What a game. Uh, but it's just, you know, things are just looking up. Looking up for us, bud. I mean, I love the football that I'm saying. Miles Sanders, holy cow, thank you. Waiting for that game for a few years. Right, he's been holding on to that one since like Penn State. Yeah, he's like, I think I can do this NFL thing. He's like, they just got to give me the ball twenty-two times, and, then, and it has to be the perfect rainy condition for me. Give me a hurricane weather, and I got this. Right? Remnants of the shady uh, snow game. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, right. I I didn't even think about that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, but, like that. The, that was a monster day for Shady. Too. Was that a career day for Shady? Too? That, was a, that was a career day for Shady and a career day for Miles in the rain. And then for Nick Sirianni to bring his son Miles Sirianni on his lap, and they talked about it. And he's like, Miles is our guy going forward. Like Miles is our number one running back. It's like oh, that's wow. that's that's the reassurance you needed from your coach, and it just shows you the confidence they have. I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back to. Uh... I'm going to circle back to, to that press What's conference up, in, fi- in Final Thoughts. Yes, I like that. What's up, Chris? What's going Adam. on? Adam, what's going on? What's up, dude? Uh, soon to be 5-0. and uh, Yo, listen, from, from everything that I hear, that, that Arizona team is in shambles. Mm-hmm. It's, not, uh, it's not looking like they're playing like a cohesive unit. Uh, yeah, no, they're not. They look terrible. Yeah. yeah it's just you can't sleep on them. But they look terrible again. We'll circle back to that in a little bit. We're gonna open up the show. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk some fantasy guys. Real fantasy action, Rich. Yeah, fantasy football action. How are you feeling fantasy-wise? Oh, it's been a real, really weird year. Uh, I love my teams. Um, I had a I made a trade with my dad I wasn't really happy about in uh, my home league, but I was getting some bad offers. I was getting offered like uh who was it? Amari Cooper and Antonio Gibson for Aaron Jones. Had to shoot that down. 
Uh, my one buddy who's trying to sell the farm wants to offer Devontae Adams for my two worst players, but my first round pick next year, it's redraft. I'm not ever making that trade. Uh, and I'd also don't want him to tank because I don't, I don't think that's fun. And gotcha. playing against him, it's just kind of BS. Like I'm not giving you Allen Robinson, who's my worst player and somebody else who I don't even know who would be my second worst player just for you to tank. And then my other leagues, it's just, it's weird years. You know, when you have, Herbert, Stefan Diggs, and Alvin Kamara, and Mike Williams. And it's like, oh, you have a great team on paper. And statistically, they do okay, but you're not winning. You're just kind of like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Right. So, you know, I had to shake it up. So, you know, my pops, he really, I said, hey, dad, I'm like, I got Dalvin Cook on the block. I'm like, I need a wide receiver. So he says, all right, I'll give you Michael Pittman, Kamara. And yesterday it was. Darius Tony or Nelson Aguilar. And I'm like, I don't want any of those guys. Um, okay. and he's like, I'll take Dalvin Cook, DJ Moore, and Jeff Wilson. I'm like, I really don't want to give up those dudes. But nobody was nobody was sending good offers. Nobody was sending anything realistic. So I sent him DJ Moore, um, Dalvin Cook, and Jeff Wilson. And I got back Devontae Parker. He's getting dropped. Pittman and Kamara. So, you know, it's a good shakeup for my pops. It's a good shakeup for me. I don't think it's anybody wins on either side. It's just a nice shakeup to see what happens. How about you, like It's one of those scenarios where it's like everybody, nobody wins, but everybody doesn't lose either. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because, like, you know, like I'm kind of taking the approach this year. Sometimes I don't make the, the fairest of offers, which I get. But, like, I was actually trying to look at it like, okay, this guy's the number six wide receiver. Like I was trying to trade Marquise Brown and um, a few other guys, Kareem Hunt, some draft picks, and I forget the other player. And I was trying to get A.J. Brown back and Najee Harris. And it was essentially a wash because A.J. Brown's ranked the ninth best wide receiver. And then Marquise Brown's ranked sixth. And then Najee's ranked 22nd. And then Kareem Hunt's ranked 21st. So it's kind of like I'm looking at it this way, like, you know, statistically they're even so nobody can bitch about it saying you're trying to steal or as my dad likes to say uh hope i hope you guys are cold because rich just got a a brand new shipment of fleece sweaters in because he's always thinking that yeah he's he's ice cold he's always thinking i'm fleecing mind you the guy's trying to trade me nelson aguilar and Kadarius tony with some bums um like yeah dad who's who's he's he's trying to be slick he always is he's an old school south philly guy he's, he's a slickster he he wouldn't be an old school guy if he wasn't trying to pull a fast one on his son. That's and right? I, and that's why I'm like, man, I really hope Kamara does something. <laughs> I just hope the guy plays. That would be fantastic. Yeah. But you know, yeah. it's hard, Don, because like you're killing it in our dynasty league. You're you're doing well in the yeah. Golden Mike League. I sneak by and beat Chip with essentially not starting two people um into a mm-hmm. and then I kept Kamara in because I'm like, well, I'm not dropping anybody. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, and, you know, for me, like, the, I'm getting burned on the quarterback situation because I'm, like, I'm I'm regretting not addressing that earlier than I did in that draft because now, like, I took Stafford at one point during the – and I'm getting burned on that. And he's terrible. Because he's terrible. Like, he had – I needed – in that matchup, I needed three points from him. And I got like two and a half. Because he threw the pick six. Right. At the end. Right. And yeah, Mike, I'm, I'm right there with you. Fuck. Fair. Yeah. Because yeah. as, as much as I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. 
Like Geno Smith is my starting quarterback now because I can't trust Matt Stafford. Yeah. I don't even as, as much as I would say like it makes sense to put him in that super flex spot. I can't. I can't trust him anymore to put him in that super flex spot. So like right now, like I pulled I pulled Dobbins off my bench. Yeah. And who well, I sent you a trade for last week. Right. But now you see why I couldn't move. And I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you for it. And here's the, the, the thing that I got pissed off about is like Jahan Dotson was sitting on my bench for the first couple of weeks. Cause I couldn't figure out where to put him in the lineup. Yeah. Now I have a spot for him and he's not playing. And he's hurt for two weeks. So it's like it, it, but it's the same thing that happens every year. Right. But now I'm looking at and going, all right, well, you know, I said, I said Jay a couple of trades. I sent him some stuff for, for like, like Mariota. Yeah. Mariota is a decent fantasy play better than Stafford is right now. Um, I, and this I'm, is why I picked up Zach Wilson and Jared Goff. Cause I'm like, well, and I had dropped Goff at one. You point. did. I saw that. I'm like, you know what? I have to go for him because I'm like, that's a, a quality quarterback. The guys, the guys looked good, and, and now I'm regretting it. And and that's it's that's what hurts. And Chris, to answer your question, uh, in a few leagues, I have Josh Allen, who's been obviously immaculate. Um, one league, I have Kyler Murray, who's been fair, not fantastic. Um, Jalen Hurts in a bunch of leagues because I love him. Um, and then my two bigger money leagues, I have Herbert. And then the other league, I had Trey Lance and Russell Wilson, but now I'm pivoting from both of them starting Kirk Cousins, which I'm not happy about. It's just yeah. one of those situations where it's it's a weird year. It's uh, I'm looking at like this year in a whole, and I have no idea who is good and who is bad because it seems like everybody is bad. But Mike, you did beat the median, so you got your first win. You're one and seven. Buddy. There we go. You're so one and seven. Mike. You're, you're on the board. That's all you need. Sometimes all you need all you need to do is spark it. Is just get that one win and you roll. Mike, I was in that same spot battling to just get back to 500 last last year. So. I understand. I think I went like the first four weeks with losing the game and the median. And like, I think I got myself to like eighth place, which I thought with based on the way that I started was a respectable way to finish the season, not in the bottom two. Yeah. I, it's so hard. Like this year is so weird. Like Stafford's terrible because he's only looking for cup and that offensive line is bad. Right. Like that offensive line, they just lost. So I think they just lost their center. They, their backup center, well, not their backup, their starting center because they lost Whitworth, um, mm-hmm. which killed them. I think they're also down like a guard or a tackle. They can't run the ball. They can only dish the ball off to Higby and Cup, which they run. Yeah. It's not even like – like when Cooper Cup has 14 catches for 120 yards, it's the same thing I talked about last week. When Marquise Brown has 14 catches for 140 yards, like that's not good. Like it's not efficient. Like you're barely at 10 or over 10 yards carry or a catch. And that's really not doing much for you. You look at like the quarterbacks in the league, like, yeah, the, the best quarterbacks are still Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Everybody else is just a crapshoot. Even yeah. Herbert, he's got a bad offensive line. Keenan Allen's not there. Like it's bad. Then you got the underdogs and Trevor Lawrence, who's making a come up except against the birds because he fumbled a bunch of times. Yep. It's just one of those weird years. Like, who thought my three third round picks? I had three third round picks in my home league, and I can't even start any of them. Being Kyle Pitts, Allen Robinson, or DJ Moore, 
Like that that absolutely fucking sucks. Like it hurts so bad because I got Marquise Brown, I think in like the fifth round. Jalen Waddle was my keeper in a seventh. I'm like, man, my wide receivers are loaded. And now I'm looking and I have Courtney Sutton too. And now I'm looking like, fuck man, like my wide receivers aren't loaded until I made the trade with my dad and got Michael Pittman. But even then Matt Ryan stinks. So you're looking at fantasy as a whole and it's just like, who's, I can't even call it anymore of like, who's going to perform. Cause you look at the metrics and some guys are like, Oh, they're getting 23% target share, but none of them are catchable targets. <laughs> like Darnell Mooney has like a 50% target share on his team, but Justin Fields only throws the ball eight times. So he's getting targeted four times out of the eight. Right. So are these actual like, Oh yes, they're great metrics, but are they realistic? Are they sustainable? That's the hard part. So I yeah. think from now on going forward, I'm just going to look at my new strategy is do you play for a good team or do you play for a bad team? I don't want anybody from mediocre teams. I want the guys who are playing for garbage touchdowns and I want the guys who are going to excel because it's just been so up and down, Don. Like, I mean, listen, like even like, like, the, like you look at rich, like a guy like Wentz, right. As he looks like shit during most games. But he's a top like. But 10 at the end of the day, he put in terms of fantasy stuff because he'll get all. They'll be down late, and they'll have to throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. He's putting up decent fantasy numbers. It's it's, it's such strange. a pressure. And here's the thing: Chris you says the no Rams beat Dallas. I yeah. don't think the Rams beat Dallas. No, the Not Rams that. look like the Rams are in shambles. They look terrible. Like and they, his, they look like a team that is so hungover that they don't even know which way is up. They're like the hung, like not even the good hangover. Like, oh, the Super Bowl hangover, like I can go to work and function. Like my head hurts a little bit. They're like the on the couch throwing up all day, dry heaving at the scent of like <laughs> boiled meats. <laughs> like they're just like they they're that badly hung over and it comes down to you lose pivotal pieces in your offensive line it shows you how valuable your offensive line is and it shows you how it can hide a bad quarterback cuz when Matthew Stafford has to make a decision he's looking at Cooper Cup or Tyler Higby and that's it that's it Allen Robinson is on the field for 98% of pass plays he doesn't even look his side like i don't even know if he's open or not but Matthew Stafford can't see that either because he's not even looking at them. So how can you be a sustainable offense when you can't run the ball at all and you're only looking at one weapon? And teams are like, this is easy to do. You send pressure and you play the sticks because you got to make Cooper Cup get behind you. And he's not getting behind you when he doesn't have time. Right. He doesn't have the time to get beyond the DB and sneak past the safety. He's barely getting time to get past a linebacker. Correct. And – for fantasy football, 14 catches for 120 yards is fantastic for Cooper Cup. But for real football, you're not going to win games that way. No, not at all. It's not no. efficient enough. I mean, so it's it's just been one of those years, man. It's like I just can't call it. Anybody on Pittsburgh is not playable. Right. Like, you can't – like Deontay Johnson got robbed last week of that touchdown. That was a touchdown. Like, who would have thought you would get more fantasy points from Jets players and Jaguars players than you would Steelers? I'm going to even go as far as to say Browns, just because it's just Nick Chubb and nobody else. 
Um, it's just it's just nuts, man. Even Dallas, Dallas, CD Lamb or no one, yeah. Zeke doesn't look the same. Cooper Rush is whatever. I just have a feeling that Cooper Rush is. It'd be funny if Cooper Rush took that job from Dak. That would be that would be awesome. I would love I would love it only because it would just put Cowboys Cowboys guys like fans who have invested so much even just in the jersey alone. Yeah. To have them have a guy who they're overpaying so much who is now the backup. It'll ne- it'll never happen because of the money that they're paying. Yeah. Them. But I mean at the very least, he's looked mildly competent. Like I, the funniest thing for me was the the Redskins fans and the Cowboys fans battling over that game last week. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And giving the Eagles fans shit about it when the week before it's not even a game. Yeah. Like Eagles take care of Washington with, you know, less than a sweat. Yeah. And it takes the Cowboys all the way until the fourth quarter to actually make that game, you know, to actually pull away. The scoreboard was not indicative of how close it was. And no, it's no. it goes the same or on, I'm sorry. That was for us. The scoreboard was not indicative on how close it was because the Eagles controlled it all the time. The same thing can say for the Cowboys. That game was way closer than what the scoreboard was was showing. So that 24-10 that the the Cowboys beat the Redskins by last week was a joke of a 24-10. It should have been a lot closer, but it just shows the ineptitude again of of Carson Wentz. And then you look at these teams as the Colts and Mahomes looked outstanding. How about that game? That crazy jump, th- like the hook shot throw to Clyde edwards helaire in the back of the end zone was just absolutely nuts. That, that to me, Rich, puts the whole league on notice, right? Because at the beginning of the year, everybody had so much to say about that division and how, the, how that division was just going to eat each other alive. And the Broncos look pedestrian. If that, I would Russ, say pathetic. Russ looks cooked. Yes. The Chargers are, they have been low based on Herbert. So but with Herbert's- all the injuries sustained to that team, I don't think they're going to do anything. And then let's be real, the Raiders look atrocious too. Right. So they look the- good because they played the Broncos. Right. So at the end of the day, like the, it's, that it's division true. that you thought was going to like be lights out and be, you would have, maybe multiple wild card, a division winner and maybe a wild card or multiple wild cards come out of that division. It's going to be the chiefs and then everybody else. Yeah. I mean, they have a, uh, <laughs> I mean, 
the other teams in that division look like the AFC South. They look like Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, like Tennessee. Like none of those teams look great. No. Kansas City just looks like they are right back where they left off. It's going to be Kansas City, Buffalo, in in the uh, the AFC Championship game. I, I hope so. I hope, it, I hope it works out that way that yeah. it doesn't end up like it did last year where they end up playing in like the divisional round. No, they need to play in the championship. They both need to be the one and the two. I don't see Buffalo being lower than a one or a two and the same thing with Kansas City because I'm looking at the divisions even in the NFC. It's we are far superior to anybody in ours. Um, you go down south, everybody thought that Tampa was going to run away with it. I don't know who's going to win that division. I think the Falcons might actually surprise <laughs> and possibly entertain for that, which would be absolutely crazy. But Carolina looks terrible. The Saint looks ter- the Saints look terrible. And then you go out west, and let's be real, that's a crapshoot. Anybody can sneak in with that. I still don't think any of them are a threat because Jimmy G is just – Tom Brady is a moron. He loves football more than he loves anything. And that's Tom Brady's problem. But Giselle also isn't a good woman. So I've heard a lot of different things with Giselle not letting Tom see his original, his his original son with Michelle Monaghan. And then she, that's why she says, oh, look, it's my other son. It's my other son. Like Tom also left a, a woman who was nine months pregnant with his baby. Um, for Giselle. So, I mean, bad things happen to bad people, so I'm not really upset about Tom Brady. He's a piece of shit. I could care less. Well, Rich, Giselle Bunchen can now become a part of that infamous list of people that took rings away from Tom Brady. <laughs> if she just shacks up with Eli, that would be hilarious. Right? So you, got, you got Eli Manning that took away rings. You got Nick Fold that took away a ring. And now Giselle Bunchen will have what, what, what will that be? Like she gets half, so that's yeah. you know she'll have. She'll she doesn't have even problem. need half, dude. She's going to be giving Tom Brady uh, child support. She's going to be paying him alimony. She wait, and she makes more. Did you see the meme with uh, Patrick Mahomes? He's like, "Yo, man, uh, like something," and he's like, "I'm so jealous of you for something." He's like, "Oh, for the rings." He's like, "Nah, man, for the divorce." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I was like, "Oh, that's a good Patrick Mahomes meme." But all right, so let's let's transition off of fantasy right. football. We'll wait for Joe Joe here. Oh yes, we have to. We have to debut. We oh, are yeah. now going to debut a new segment that we're going to include uh, each week. We have the guys uh, from losing the losing sucks fantasy football podcast join us last week. Through a couple of, uh, of message exchange, we kind of agreed upon uh, a new uh, partnership where uh, they're going to be sending us some football advice. So, uh, without further ado, this is the the losing sucks fantasy football advice section of the podcast what's up i'm travis from the losing sucks fantasy football podcast i'm bringing you a little bit of fantasy football talk as we get into week five got some storylines and a few buy low candidates for you starting at the top miles sanders coming off of a monster game is he due for another 65 yard zero touchdown week that we have seen from him in the past it can be tough when jalen hurts runs one in A.J. Brown or Goddard or Devontae Smith get the other one or two, and Miles Sanders is left as the short end of the stick of that kind of Russian roulette that you play with the Eagles offense as far as fantasy. In real life, they're unstoppable right now. 
But do we start to see some inconsistency or do you get consistency from Miles Sanders? That's one of my questions heading into week five. Number two, the Teddy Bridgewater Dolphins, the flying fins, as we like to say on our show, does Teddy help keep the excitement around the Dolphins weapons or was there something magic that Tua was doing with Tyreek and Waddle? I personally think that Teddy will be just fine. I think he gives you exactly what Tua gave you, if not a little bit more. I know I'm in the minority in that take. Um, I'm expecting Teddy to give you about 280, two to three uh, touchdowns through the air and get over that 20-point mark. Number three, Jamar Chase is not currently a wide receiver one, which is really hurting fantasy managers at the moment. We need to see that 100-yard game, maybe eight to 10 catches, and get a touchdown for Chase for you to start to feel comfortable with the first-round draft capital that you spent on him. You are not moving him at a discount. If if at all, you're probably not moving him. I would not move him. If anything, you can try to buy low on him. But it's getting a little frustrating. Come on, Jamar Chase. Number four, Hollywood Brown is number three in targets in the NFL right now. And this is sweet music to all of us who grabbed a lot of Hollywood shares towards the end of draft season. Um, Big play slay. He will try to make it hard for Brown to produce this week, as he has for a lot of receivers over his career. He's been hot. I think the Cardinals will be trailing a lot in this one. And 10 to 12 targets in a come-from-behind game script, that's going to be tough to keep Hollywood from producing. I like him to be another solid wide receiver one week for you. Number five, Patriots running backs. They get the Detroit Lions this week. Detroit has given up the second most fantasy points to running backs so far this season. I think Harris goes off um, over 100 yards, maybe one to two touchdowns. He's coming off of a 19-touch week, so he's clearly the alpha in that running back in that backfield. I expect Harris to have a nice day for you. Um, number seven, Tyler Higby leads the NFL for tight ends and targets, which is shocking. Nobody would have placed that bet before the season, but here we are. Keep rolling with Higby based on the volume. If you have Higby as your second tight end and you have somebody like Pitts or Waller and you just grabbed Higby later in the draft, I'm okay moving that big name, rolling with Higby in your tight end spot and trying to upgrade at a different position, especially if you're weak at running back or receiver with the injuries going on right now. Use those big name tight ends like Kittle, um, Pitts, Waller. Use those guys and just roll Higby out there. I think your lineup will be better off because of it. Finally, some buy low candidates. Um, number one, A.J. Dillon, 18 touches last week. He continues to split evenly with Aaron Jones. He has solid standalone value. If anything were to happen to Jones, Dillon is that league-winning type. I know it sounds cliche, but he is that type of player where all it takes is one little tweak of an ankle or knee, and A.J. Dillon is winning you your league. Number two, Amari Cooper coming off of a one-point week. You can pull Cooper from a very frustrated owner. Amari was great in weeks two and three and so far has shown he's their clear favorite weapon through the air. Get him now before he has another 18 to 20 point week um, and his price goes back up. Finally, Michael Pittman. Pittman has been killing his owners the last three weeks. See what the price is at the moment. It could be very cheap or at least reasonable. The division is easy. He is a big bodied alpha receiver. Matt Ryan will get Michael Pittman going. There's no doubt about that in my mind. The volume will be great all season. Go get Michael Pittman. Good luck out there in week five. Losing sucks. Keep winning. Well said. Listen. Well fucking said. Hey, Joe. Hey. Coming, in off, 
Coming in off the bench. What's going on? <laughs> no, no bench here. No bench here. Joe. We need another starter. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. But listen, a lot, a lot to unpack. But I like that the advice is is coming from a good place, man. It's I bought Pittman and I have Brown, so I'm happy to hear all those things. So feel, feel let's good? go. Losing sucks. Got to win. I'm with it. I'm all right. With it. Yo, what's up, man? Perfect time to talk birds, baby. Yeah, man. How about uh, how about our football team? They're uh, they're doing pretty damn well. I think they're uh, I think they're four and and undefeated. Undefeated, the one and only. Dude, it feels so good. Oh, Me and Dal were talking about this in the beginning. It just feels so good, man. It's just it's coming together. It is. It's it just, really is. You know, it's 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 a great feeling. Every you know, rolling on pretty much all cylinders. It's just, you know, you got to make sure that these guys are, are healthy and the guys that are question marks that these guys are going to play this week. And as the season go progresses, um, you know, but that, I mean, they have the team. Obviously, they have the team and, and they – the adversity, they're able to – as we saw in the first half of that game, first part of the game, they can – Right, rise up. I know we were all sweating bullets when <laughs> after the pick six and that second touchdown, they're like, eh, eh, mm. ah, be patient, be patient, be patient. And I was like, I don't know, man. And then, and then Trevor Lawrence showed up and then we were good. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to speak to that real quick, like, I think a lot of that has to do with something that you heard from Hertz today, right? In that press conference that he had today, right? At the very end of it, he's going, Wait, what? Nobody, nobody's got any questions about the Cardinals. Like they've got a good defense, they've got speed, they've got playing bankers. We're not taking them lightly. I think that mentality is what allows them to be in a position like they were in down early. Everything's going wrong, but everybody has the the mindset, the mindset. that yeah. if we keep doing what we're supposed to do, we're going to be okay. Everything's yeah. going to things will things will turn around, and. From that point on, after Jacksonville goes down and scores, what they run on they run on twenty nine straight points. Yeah, like yeah. that 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 was the most impressive part to me was looking at how they responded to that adversity because up until now, in those first three games, they didn't they didn't have any adverse situations that they had to play through. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's I love the. The quote, I have to go back and watch that press conference, but, you know, the Cardinals on paper, yes, on the field, they're dysfunctional, but on paper, they still have a lot of talent and it can't be slept on. And I love the fact that Jalen Hurts isn't overlooking that and saying, okay, we can be five and oh, it's like, no, we do need to take this one game at a time because let's be real. Anything can happen, right? It's the NFL. Anything can happen. One injury, one bad play can make or break a game. Jalen Hurts last week looked good, didn't look great, especially with the pick six. But let's be real, the field conditions, we can make all the excuses in the world. He needs to have a bounce back game, regardless of field conditions, weather, everything. You need to come out and you got to be, okay, that was an anomaly. That That's the anomaly. That one game in that shitty fucking weather, that's my bad game. But guess what? Here's my baseline, and it's still the – 275 for one or two and running on the ground for 50 and one with controlling this offense. 
you see a lot of great things coming from this offense, and you loved how Driscoll and Dickerson stepped up, especially when Mulata went down. Like Dickerson was just mauling guys. I was watching the video highlights of how he was just moving people. And that's the thing you need to see. You need to see these these guys who don't get all the first team reps coming in and stepping up. This is what Stoutland does best. Okay, this guy's out. This guy's ready to go. You know what we're doing in practice. You go against you go against the some of the best of the best in this defensive line and these linebacking core. Nobody can beat you. Go out and stop them. You need to see them not looking at teams as slouches because you can go into a game and be like, oh, these guys ain't good. These guys ain't good. And all of a sudden you're down 21 nothing, and it's the first quarter and you're like, fuck, how do I get myself out? And then your whole game plan's thrown out. They need to go into this game with their heads on tight. They need to go in. They got to make a statement. They got to go up early. They need to get on their first drive. They need points. I want to see seven. I'll settle for three, whatever. But you have to go out there and you have to show them, hey, we're for real 4-0. This isn't a joke 4-0. Yeah, we didn't play the best competition, but look at the competition. We played above it, which they did each time. They never played to a team's level, and that's what you want to see continuing from these birds. Just because this team isn't good doesn't mean we're going to go out there and we're going to be lazy and we're going to be you know, lackadaisical with, with our efforts out there. It's like, no, we are going to go out there, we're going to step on next, and this is what's going to happen. Get yeah. up early on these guys. I, I still think the final score of this game is going to be 27, 28, 10, because we're going to be rolling, but you can never count them out. You make Ty- Kyler Murray uncomfortable in the pocket, which he's been all season. Yep. Make him force the ball to Marquise Brown, who's it's going to be great for fantasy, but it's going to be super inefficient for the play, and right. stop James Conner. And that's how you're going to win this game. Right. And they've, they've been able to do that, right? They've been able to establish – a dominance on defense, which I think only continues. Right. And and to me, I look at like Rich, some of the guys that you mentioned, right. Driscoll, Sue Opeta, right. Those guys come in and they didn't miss a beat. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a win. You got Slay that goes out. Essentially, I mean, he played, what, three, four plays? And he was out most of the game. You had guys that stepped up. Bradbury. Right? Bradbury had a, like, play. Like, what a Slay, play. Yeah. Slay goes down, and Bradbury steps in and fills the shoes of a number one, and you didn't miss a beat. Joe, what were you going to say about Bradbury? No, I, was gonna, I didn't mean to interrupt, but. If he, you know, I watched that play over and over again, and how they broke that play down, and how he, you know, he had the lead receiver going toward the end zone, and he just he happened to turn around and see Lawrence staring down, you know, stay, you know, the old staring down the receiver, and he jumped on it. He jumped. I mean, right place, right time. You know, that ball sat up there forever, but he saw, he read the quarterback's eyes, and he he broke on it, and and he made the play. I mean. 
it's one thing to do it, and it's another thing to to execute the play in those in those kinds of conditions, you know, because those guys play defense for a reason. Because you know, they can't catch most of the time. They can't catch, so he, you know, he broke in front of that route, made the made the play, and it, it was a huge it was a huge moment in the game. Right, because they were about uh, ready to go in and score. Yeah, yeah, they they could have gone they could have gone ahead. It could could have changed the whole complexity of the game. Um, but and that's a secondary that was without Slay and without Avante Maddox. Yes, yes. And and they still team, held Christian right? Kirk. This team is no Marvin Jones. Like and in, Ron, I, No, they Ron were they were bad. they were invisible. Yeah. You know, Trevor Lawrence, once he had his first issue, it kind of just it just kind of just snowballed from there. Um I guess they didn't practice the ball, the wet ball drill like Nick did with the. <laughs> like Nick did. You you could you could tell that they that they they were struggling all game. Yeah, um, I mean, listen, you held ETN to thirty two yards. You held James Robinson to twenty nine yards. You held yeah. Christian Kirk to two catches for sixty yards. And like, in garbage time, in garbage time, because right. he didn't have a catch until he was invisible most of the until game. five minutes in the fourth quarter. Right. So. Yeah. And this seems to be the recurring theme week after week after week, shutting down the other team's best best guys, like not just the best guy, not just the number one receiver, but they're shutting down, you know, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. They're shutting down Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, James Ryan. Like they're shutting down team, team's best players every week. And Trevor Lawrence, who looked good in the first three weeks, looked every bit of pedestrian in that game. Looked like a rookie. Like, yeah. Right? Look, look, looked like a guy who has only played, you know, one plus season. Like he's, you know, with the, what did he, did he have four, four fumbles and an intercept, four. five, yeah. five turnovers. Yeah. He was terrible. Fumbled. He, he fumbled. I think it was a, was it a third and one or fourth and one? And he didn't even get the snap. Oh Yeah. yeah. The, the ball never get, never even got into his hands cleanly. Like that that just can't happen. But I think the biggest one of the biggest surprises of the game was number twenty six. That was incredible. Talk about it because he was my key guy. <laughs> I didn't hit on any key play, right? I thought he'd have like a, <laughs> I, I said that he would have a forty plus yard touchdown run. Now he had a monster career game, but. Shady had this blizzard, and um, Sanders had the hurricane, baby. Let's see if he can play like this most of the – all of the year, most of the year, one, one of those two. You know what the That's great thing is, be, Joe? The yeah. great thing is about the runs that they were running for him were the trap runs. They weren't the outside zone, outside yes. stretch runs. What took so long? That's what I don't get. Run the trap. The same That's play. That's what he's good at, yeah. The same Run play that he threw hey, against us. Hey, use your guys how you're supposed to use your guys. It's crazy. It took Mulata getting getting hurt and getting out of the game for yeah. him to switch it up. And I hope, okay. Now I hope they don't – when he comes back in, I hope they don't change it back. No, I hope they don't either because they're so much more efficient in between the tackles because they have great guards. And <laughs> they have the, great guards. This team has a feel about it that is just – you feel like you're never out of the game, no. and they all trust each other. They're all playing for each other. You know, Hertz could have gone in the tank after that pick six. Like yep. he could have gone off a cliff, but he's such an even keel guy. Nick's an even keel guy. They trust each other. 
They've got each other's back. You know, fourth and three, we're down 14 nothing. You're like, eh, maybe we should kick a field goal. He's like, you know what? I trust you, man. I trust you. That's big. That's huge. Yeah. Telling your telling your quarterback that. You know, and then he he goes through his reads and they're like and then he takes off and you're like, uh, I don't know, is he gonna get there? He takes that shot and falls over the goal line. So hey man. I mean, and Joe, that's that sequence was something, right? They have that they get the penalty that pushes them back. Yeah. Right. And then he has the like a seventeen yard run on third down. And then they they have the confidence to be able to go with him on fourth down and put the ball in his hands again and let him score. You, I think what we're starting to see is that maturation of week after week, slowly gaining more trust from him where he has the trust of the coaching staff. He has the trust of the players. I think the trajectory is up. Yeah. You're, you're not seeing the, the, when, when there is a negative dive in that, in that trajectory, right? Yeah. You've got like that pick six. It lasts, it lasts about this long. It lasts about a microsecond before he's like, I'm good. Yeah. And he comes right back, leads them right on a drive, right down. The, like that to me is exactly what we're looking for in terms of what we were saying. We need to see out of him in this season. Doug got outcoached. Yeah. Doug Peterson got outcoached. And Doug Peterson to Nick Sirianni is like night and day. Mulata went out. They adjusted the run game and they said, okay, we can't keep running to the outside. We gotta, we gotta leave it up to the big boys in the middle. We gotta run these traps. This is what we're gonna do. And they started picking out chunks after chunks after chunks. If that was Doug, they still would have forced the same stretch and we would have been yelling, why are we not running the ball inside? Yep. Doug didn't make those adjustments. Doug looked all happy and fine when they were up 14 nothing. Yeah. And then when they didn't have an answer for the Eagles, Doug looked dumbfounded. And it was the same thing that we saw as Eagles fans when we were down big to teams and how we couldn't climb out of those holes. It's not the fact that Doug's a bad coach. He's a great players coach, but he also doesn't adjust. So you could tell his, his, his big adjustment was we're down, bringing the pass catching back in ETN. That was it. And they couldn't even get him involved because he was just getting shut down. They couldn't work up plays to get their their best wide receiver open because Christian Kirk was covered like a fucking blanket all game. Yep. And they weren't even utilizing their tight end. So how they thought they were going to win that game after they got two lucky, you know, I'm going to say lucky touchdowns in yeah. the first five minutes of the game. Well, they found out. They fucked around. They stuck around and they found out and they realized that shit, this Eagles team does not die. They never say die yeah. to the Goonies. And uh, we played We played a good game. And now I'm just looking forward to this week. We have another coach who doesn't make an adjustments that we're playing against and Cliff yep. Kingsbury, um, who I think is one of the most overrated, probably one of the worst coaches in the league. Second behind Matt rule um, third. Yeah. I say Matt rule, Cliff Kingsbury and um, Nathaniel Hackett. Cause I think Hackett is one of the, even, even though he's only been an elite, like a head coach for four games, he looks absolutely dog shit. Um, yeah. Well, I just not, think, what? Not, not to move off the tight ends real quick, but like talk about Goddard because Goddard, the, the way that they're utilizing him in that screen game. That's ridiculous. Is, is huge. And yeah. he is every bit of the, the yak catching 
tight end that Zach Ertz wasn't. And that's exactly what you want. He's a big bruising guy. And I love the physicality aspect of him. When he catches those screens, he fights for yards. He will hit a guy. He's not just going down. When he catches a jump ball or a ball that's thrown to the sidelines, he's still trying to fight for one or two yards. When he goes across the middle and he catches a slant, he's trying to fight for three more yards. When he finds a soft spot in the zone, he's not catching a ball and falling on his back and his ass and rolling like Zach (laughs) is. And it makes me laugh because it's like, as Chris says, don't forget about Zach Ertz on the Cardinals. I'm not worried about a guy who is one-dimensional. He is a catch-the-ball guy. That's it. He is a, I'm going to catch the ball and fall down. And the routes that he's running in Arizona are all five-yard routes. Okay, leave them open all day. What's he going? What are they going to do? Absolutely nothing, because they're going to get stuffed on first down. They're going on second down. They're going to throw to Zach Ertz, and it's going to be third and five. And then Kyler Murray's going to fuck up because Cliff Kingsbury can't coach his way out of a wet paper bag. They're they're, they're not a bad team on paper. No, no, not at all. Coaching their coaching is they so can't get out of their own way. Cool. No, they can't. Kyle Mar- Kyler Murray's best asset is his legs, and he doesn't run. He refuses to run because he's afraid of getting hit because every time he gets hit, he gets a shoulder injury and he's always sidelined. The guy is terrified to play football, which is why he should have stuck to baseball. Well, I hopefully he te- continues to be terrified this week. And and that's what's going to happen. He's going to get hit. And honestly, I'm not even saying this because um, I, I don't wish it on anybody, but I have a feeling that he doesn't make it out of this game. And it's going to be something because he gets hit. It's not going to be like an outrageous, like late hit. It's not going to be anything anybody did. It's just there's going to be contact to this dude's shoulder, and he's going to be out. Because it seems like anytime he this dude is remotely hit hard, he's he's out of the game. And I don't know if it's a, a mental thing, like or what, but I just don't, I just don't understand why Kyler Murray's playing football. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, care. yeah I mean, listen. Between because he's really not looking good at it this year. Yeah, between the guaranteed money and Major League Baseball, right, that alone is enough to make you say, like, eh, maybe it might be a little bit easier to play shortstop for the ace. <laughs> does any – does any – all right, I'm not – because we're not taking Arizona lightly, but what is your main concern? What What is the threat that Arizona poses to this Eagles team? It's a good question. I don't. I mean, I think it would be. Go ahead, Doug. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. I think it's going to be. It's good. It's going to be more about us beating ourselves than them beating us. You know, if we have a game like we did against Jacksonville and it snowballs, obviously, you know, a a game in that that situation would be, you know. Uh, one way we could lose. I just, I don't think Arizona has enough firepower other than Kyler Murray. You know, it would be, it would be a different, different story if, you know, DeAndre Hopkins was healthy. Right. Um, but I just, you know, Marquise Brown is a nice player, but he's, he's really boomer bust. And if with our, you know, look, I think they cleared Slay today. I think he's playing Sunday. I think I saw that today. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw that they cleared him. I, Slay and Bradbury back there. I don't. I don't yeah. think he really stands much of a chance. But you just got to keep like, him in the pocket. Like you, you could say 
Hollywood Brown is going to be a guy that, you know, could get loose beyond the, the defense. But I think that that's assuming that he, that he's able to, you know, beat the bump and run and get off the line and get a free run and run beyond the safety, yeah. which based on the way that this defense is played, I don't really, not see, likely. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see that happening. Right. You know, James Conner has 145 yards through four games, right? Mm. He's not, he's not doing anything special. So I just don't see the guys on offense to be able to one, get open on the guys that the Eagles have on defense, but Two, I, I just I don't see them – I don't see how they put up points. When I match up offense and defense, like the Eagles' offense matches up really well with the with their defense Yeah. in terms of the offensive the, – the guys that are going to be able to get in space and be able to make plays. And I don't see guys on their team that are making plays based on the guys we have on defense. So – on paper, right, Joe, I think what you said at the very beginning is is completely accurate. The only way that this game becomes competitive is if the Eagles play down to their competition. Agreed. They go out west. Do they struggle traveling, going out west? And It's a 4 o'clock game. But it's, but it's a 4 o'clock game there, so it's like – Which is not really like – Kind of like a 1 o'clock game here. Yeah, it's not like the West yeah. Coast is traveling over here and playing at 1 o'clock because then it's usually the opposite. But it's right. usually – it's kind of even when it's a 425 game over there. So I'll take it. But shout out to Libby because yeah. I agree with her oh. statement. Philly suck. Eagles will win. Yes, I agree. Hey, listen. I'm not hating on anybody right now. I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a good place. I was so mad they made the playoffs. I'm not even mad. So mad. You were mad? I was mad. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying. Well, I'm, I'm enjoying the because it puts money. They, it puts money in the owner's pocket. They but won, it, but they got in by default. Yeah. In a, on a national scale, they're going to watch us get swept by St. Louis, and they're going to be like, ah, "Well, we made the playoffs," and that's all we're going to hear yeah. from diehard Phillies fans. I don't know. And they keep uh, using Uncle Jack's likeness, and he's not getting paid for it. Yeah. Pay my man. Pay my yeah. god, oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Jack. But what do we all? All right, so we got to go final right. score and so final score. Points. And then I want to circle. I want to. Can we circle back real quick? Because we skipped the the elephant in the room from last week. Okay, which was Hassan Reddick. Oh yeah, and he was your he was your key play. He was right? my key play. He was your key play with he plays, man. Plays. You know, you probably had the key play that was probably as close to whatever happened because you had a strip sack. It didn't get recovered and run back for a touchdown, but multiple strip sacks, multiple yeah. fumbles, multiple pressures, right? Defensive player of the week in the NFC. They're finally fucking um, using him right, Don. It's amazing right? when you use players to their strengths. We talked about this last week. If you – same reason why Bill Belichick is successful with all these half dumb with players and they go elsewhere and they get paid and then they get cut and they go back – you use players to your strengths. This guy's a pass rusher. You use him to pass rush. You do not use him to cover. If this guy's good at covering in zone, he's a zone guy. This guy's a man guy. It's fucking insane. Thank you, John Gannon, for not being a fucking moron for one more week <laughs> and letting Hassan Reddick eat. Right. And it's a different guy every week. It's going to Cox. How about Fletcher Cox, young, young and spry again? It's about yeah. time we had a sign. Young and spry. 
Jordan Davis, right? Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. What a this is just a freaking redwood tree. That's like he just went around that guy like he wasn't even there. (laughs) He's so big. He's so graceful. All right, Rich. Key play. Key play. I'm gonna go with it's going to be hmm. Final score, I already said 28-10. And it's going to be 20 – it's going to be 21-10 in the fourth quarter. Arizona is going to get good field position. They're going to look the drive. There's going to be a deep ball thrown, and it's going to be intercepted by Gardner Johnson. And then that is what's going to run the clock off for the rest of the game. Eagles are going to have a nice eight-minute drive after that. Okay. And handily win 28-10. to 10. Joe, what do you got? Uh, I got two. I got two. Two play. Two players. Two plays. Um, both in the fourth quarter. Hassan Reddick with a sack, going against his his former team, trying to prove a point. And I think Dallas Goddard wants to have a big showing this week, going against his mentor. Uh, I think he's going to have a touchdown. Let's go with uh, a nineteen yarder in the fourth quarter. Okay, and then Hassan Reddick with a big sack in the fourth quarter to kill a Arizona drive. 27-20 Eagles. Ooh, okay. A little closer than expected, but hey, right. a win is a win, right? A win is a win. They all they all count the same, Joe. One point, twenty points. It's all the same. Joe, I in my mind, I was kind of in in your your revenge brain, thinking like Hassan Reddick and and Zach Ertz, but. Um, when I came down to it, right, this is another opportunity for the Eagles to put their skill position players on display. You're in a dome. You're in. You're in Arizona. You got. You got. You got no weather. I think they. I think they go back to AJ Brown. I think they go back to Devontae Smith. I'm going to go with those two guys. Those two guys are going to be my key players. I'm going to say that they both put up 100-plus yards and both get tutties. I like it. I'm going to go go like 28-14, 28-17, something like that. I like it. That works. So, listen, if if you're out and about anybody, if you're listening and you're out and about, you're you're at a a tailgate, pregame, postgame, at the game, we're going to need you to call the Broad Street line. Philly, I'm calling you out. The Broad yes, Street line has been light. It's been very light. We need it's been light, light that there's no one calling. So, <laughs> Super light. Call. Super light. We, we want to hear. So listen, here, here's, here's what we need. This is the Broad Street line, where Philly sports fans leave all of their sports hot takes. Call 267-405-3062 and show us your passion for Philly sports. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at 8.30 when we listen to your live reactions to the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. We need you to call. I'm calling I'm calling you. I'm calling you out. Give me your number. I'm going to call you bastards. Leave them in the, leave them in the fucking comments. Got to call you. Leave you an angry voicemail. Go birds. Go birds. Oh, I love it. I just I think, I, honestly, I just think Eagles fans are just getting complacent. They're like, oh, we're winning. You know, it's, it's no big deal to us. I'm not going to get fired up. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm thinking they're just becoming mundane. I think yeah. they're starting to become Patriots fans 
Fairweather losers. Okay, say it. that. I don't want to okay. say it, but I feel it. I don't feel it in the plums. Oh, <laughs> oh my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, final thoughts. Who wants oh, to go man. first? I'll go first. So um, I was reading yesterday about um, women's soccer and this, the Sally Yates article that was written. I don't know if you guys. Uh, no. So apparently there was a bunch of different coaches in um, women's soccer, the, the, the women's soccer league in the U.S., and a bunch of sexual assault. Um, verbal harassment and a lot of things that got swept under the rug, a lot of predatory behavior uh, toward these women, toward these professional athletes. Let me, let me, let me say that again to these professional athletes. These coaches were making insinuations of, you know, all oh, your, their sex lives and saying, Oh, if you, if you don't do for every one thing you don't get right, I'm going to touch you. Um, making innuendos and all this shit. Like it was like five coaches who were all released from their jobs. Um, one who I believe was in line to coach the woman, the national women's soccer team. And mind you, some of the members of the women's national soccer team um, were, were part of this. We're on these teams where women were being harassed and verbally abused and assaulted. And there's just no place for it. It's, it's just fucking sick. Like men feel like so entitled when they're working around women to be able to be like, Hey, let's say this, let's say that without consequence because they're women. And I think that's the mindset that I hate because it's, it's all fun and games to joke around and, and to say things, but to, to act so lewd and so cruel and spit in women's faces and touch them inappropriately multiple times on multiple occasions and to think that's right and nothing will happen. And then the league just sweeps it under the rug and these, these coaches are fired without reason, but there's just cause, but they don't release the reasons. And then these guys go and be scouts for the women national team, or they go and, and be assistants on other teams to continue to allow this predatory behavior. It was sickening. And if you get a chance to read the article, my wife fell asleep and I put on a TV show and I, I looked online and I saw Sarah Payne or Sarah Spain posted something about it. I'm like, I have to read this. I'm like, she usually is all for the women's rights and she loves soccer. And I'm like, I have to look up the Sally Yates investigation. And it was all about um, the, the soccer league, the women's soccer league in America and all this behavior. And it's just sickening. It needs to stop. It needs to stop on all levels. Um, you see what the, the girls are going through in Iran uh, right now and you see just all over like it's not a woman's movement it should be an, an us movement it should be as as a people movement because right. let's be real some of you have daughters don you have a daughter I, I don't have a daughter but i have a mother sister and a wife and i have you know i have nieces i have you know women in my family and i couldn't imagine them making it to the the national scale of being a professional athlete and them still being downgraded and treated that way. It's I don't want them treated any differently or preyed upon at any level. And then let alone these are professional athletes who are going through this. It's just sickening. And we need to put a stop to it. I, I it was there was a lot of hard to read things in that article. And I read the whole thing from two different sites. I read the ESPN one and I believe I read the uh, uh, might have been the New York Times or the Washington Post one. 
And uh, the, the ESPN one was a little more um, graphic and a little more detailed, but it kind of paints the picture of how we are with like systemically against women. And it's just sad. It's, it's sad and it needs to stop. And whatever we can do as, as men uh, of this podcast, as, as men as this country and men in this world, we need to like start sticking up for our women and we need to start holding them to a higher pet. It's, it's fucking crazy that we can go and marry women and say that we're going to like care and love and defend them. But we do such a shit poor job at really defending them. And I think we need, we need to be better with that. And it was sickening. I want everybody to read it and, you know, just become enlightened on what the fuck is going on within the United States and on, on a professional scale, because it it was sad. It it was really sad. It was nuts. Yeah. There's just no place for it. There's just no No. place for it at all. And I'm going to, I'm going to chime in on that, Don, before you you do yours. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a couple of different topics I want to head bouncing around in my head. And I guess kind of just to go off of what uh, Rich said, the whole thing with Antonio Brown, um, you know, I'm all about people getting, getting a second chance or getting the chance to, to, to rehab themselves or, or, fix whatever is going on or whatever is wrong with them. But there comes a point in time where you got to say enough is enough. And it's, it's disturbing. It's disgusting. It's humiliating, you know, to see somebody just act so careless, you know, around, around women, um, it's just I don't even I it's it's hard to even talk about because it just it it makes me mad and it makes me just want to like you know jump through the I see him on TV I just want to jump through the screen and choke him you know choke him out it's I don't know what's going on with him I don't know if he's got I, clearly he's there's something wrong in his head you know I think he he needs to hang it up and get and get and get real medical help. Because he's there's something wrong with him for him to be acting the way that he does and think that it's funny or trying to show up. It's not funny, man. It's not funny. Yeah, and you need help. You he's need a disturbing individual. You need to cut the shit and stop acting like a fucking asshole. Yeah, I mean, listen, Joe. To see some of the stuff that I saw with him, it's just it's bonkers, and it, and it makes you really question the people around him too. Oh yeah, right. Because it's he not clearly is. He has the wrong. Right. He's in the wrong. He's, he's got the wrong click. He's got the wrong click. He's like, he surrounded himself with people that are yes people that are not going to say no. Yo, you cut the of, shit, man. Because Get of all shirt. the things right. that come with, they just want his money. Right. He's he's posting pictures with 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 uh, Giselle and the whole thing with Tom, that. Like, come on, man. It's there, there's come such on. a there's such a bigger mental health piece with him that it's the kind of thing that unless he's willing to ever address it, it'll never, it'll it's just going to be, it's going to be over. It's going to be groundhog day. He's going to do the same shit for years and years and years. It'll never, they need to stop giving him, they need to stop giving him airtime. They need to stop talking about it. They don't put his face on online and on TV anymore because everybody's over it. Yeah, that that's it. 
I mean, everybody's yeah. over. If it was you or I, we'd be in fucking jail. Yeah. True. Especially after exposing yourself in a pool in front of everybody. Like, come on, dude. Oh, on camera. Come on, dude. Yeah, on camera. Great guy. Great guy. Well, listen, gentlemen, to, to wrap up final thoughts, right? Rich, I told you at the beginning where right, you were talking about the Sirianni press conference with his son. Um, told me a lot about him without saying any words. He, at that press conference is, you know, and in last week's final thoughts, right, we were, we were talking about this tragic event that happened outside of Roxborough High School where kids are ambushed and get shot and one kid passes. Um, Sirianni has a shirt from Roxborough High School on at the press conference, um, which to me immediately says, like, it's, he understands that it's bigger than football. Yeah. That he's just not in his office for 19 hours a day, that he's aware of the things that are going on around him, that he's aware of things that are going on in the city, that he knows that it's about more than just football. Um, so that to me made me like, I saw that and that just made me like super proud because it's one bringing, it. it's, yeah. it's, it's bringing awareness, but he gets it. He gets it. Um, and someone else who gets it, um, I saw something that made me smile so, so big. Um, John Cena just set the Guinness Book of World Records for the most make-a-wish wishes granted. Yeah. That he's granted uh, somewhere between 650 and 700 make-a-wishes um, through the Make-a-Wish Foundation. So, um, again, someone who gets that it's much bigger than just them and is using their platform to make the world a better place, man. So you shout out to those two guys. Um, we need good people in the world. We need, we, yeah, need more good, right. we need more good stuff in the world. So listen, yeah. gentlemen, it's been real. Rich, take us out. You stuck around. You fucked around. You found out. Fuck Deshaun Watson. Fuck Spike Eskin. Fuck Ben Simmons. Fuck Antonio Brown. And fuck all the predators out there in the world who are preying on our women. Fuck you all. But you know what it is, baby? It's go, Birds. Being the Cardinals. Let's go, Philly. Call the line or I'm calling you. And you don't want to. Let's go, Birds. Yeah, baby. Woo! Hey, listen to this guy. Tell me how you're feeling here. You're screaming. I am stoked, baby. You're screaming like it's still the game going on. We're talking about the fightings here. The fightings. Said. Said. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.